This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, December 6th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. USDA nominees advance, but how far? Farm Bill tweaks. Report links climate concerns and ag technology and USDA sued. Civil rights nominee in trouble. The White House is facing new problems getting jobs filled at USDA. Two of three pending USDA nominations could get final votes yet this month, but the third will apparently have to wait until after the new Congress convenes. The Senate Agriculture Committee yesterday approved by voice the nominations of Mindy Brashears as Undersecretary for Food Safety, Scott Hutchins as Undersecretary for Research, and Naomi Earp as Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights. But six of the panel's Democrats, including ranking member Debbie Stabenow, registered opposition to ERP. Stabenow says she still has questions about ERP and doubts they can get answered before Congress adjourns. The Hutchins nomination also could be slowed if Republicans can't get unanimous consent for a vote on him. Committee Democrat Kristen Gillibrand of New York indicated opposition to Hutchins, but didn't say why or what she would do next. Now keep in mind, Hutchins, a former Corteva AgriScience executive, was nominated for the research post after former Trump advisor Sam Clovis was forced to withdraw his name. Roberts. Farm Bill needed minor changes. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts of Kansas says the Congressional Budget Office analysis of the Farm Bill agreement has been slowed because of minor changes that had to be made to the text. He did not describe those changes. CBO must ensure that the bill doesn't raise spending. The conference report is still expected to be filed early next week, allowing for a quick vote in the House of Representatives. WRI report links technology and food sustainability. A new report from the World Resources Institute says feeding the world amid a changing climate will require innovations in agriculture technology, including improved crop traits as well as a reduction in beef consumption. The report calculates the world must produce 56% more calories in 2050 than it did in 2010. Moreover, the authors say that if productivity continues to grow at historic rates, an additional 1.5 billion acres of land will have to be put into food production. That's an area twice the size of India. The authors recommend a series of steps for intensifying agriculture to keep from breaking up more land and cutting more forests to produce that additional food. The report says increased efficiency of natural resource use is the single most important step toward meeting both food production and environmental goals. Among the technological innovations that are needed, according to the report, crop traits or additives that reduce methane emissions from rice and cattle, improved types of fertilizer and crop traits that reduce nitrogen runoff, solar-based processes for making fertilizers, and plant-based beef substitutes. Now, why it matters, WRI is widely respected and produced this report in partnership with the World Bank, UN Environment, and UN Development Program, and two French agricultural research agencies. And also take note, the report's lead author is Tim Surchinger, a research scholar at Princeton University who is tangled with the biofuels industry over his assessment of ethanol's impact on land use. Ex-Canadian Prime Minister praises Bush for NAFTA. 
As Trump looked on at George H.W. Bush's funeral yesterday, Bush's successful negotiation of the original North American Free Trade Agreement was singled out as one of the late president's major accomplishments. But proving that he hasn't lost his political skills, former Canadian Prime Minister Brian Mulroney deftly managed to praise Bush for NAFTA while giving a nod to Trump's renegotiation of the deal. Mulroney said, quote, President Bush was responsible for the North American Free Trade Agreement, recently modernized and improved by new administrations, which created the largest and richest free trade area in the history of the world. USDA sued over livestock loans. Animal welfare advocates and other critics of conventional animal agriculture are suing USDA over an Obama-era rule that they claim improperly allows livestock operations classified as medium-sized to get federal loans without environmental reviews. The lawsuit alleges both the rulemaking process and the final rule violate requirements of the National Environmental Policy Act and the Administrative Procedure Act. The groups that filed the lawsuit claim USDA is failing to allow communities to get information on how animal operations will affect their quality of life before barns are built. The facilities at issue are authorized to hold about 125,000 chickens, 55,000 turkeys, 2,500 pigs, 1,000 beef cattle, or 700 dairy cows. Land-grant concern about ERS-NIFA move grows. Leaders of seven more land-grant institutions are opposing the move of the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture outside of Washington, D.C., Deans from Montana State, Rutgers, Universities of Rhode Island, Nevada, Reno, Vermont, New Hampshire, and the Vice President for Agriculture of the University of Arkansas System have signed a letter that was originally sent last week to the Congressional Ag and Appropriation Committees. Twenty-one former USDA scientists, undersecretaries, and land-grant university leaders were on the original version. The signers are concerned in part that if relocated outside of the D.C. area, ERS and NIFA will have difficulty coordinating with sister agencies such as the Agricultural Research Service and the National Agriculture Statistics Service. Keep in mind, Congress appears unlikely to intervene right now, but critics believe Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue may have to go back to lawmakers next year to fund the relocation. Here's today's He Said It. What's bad for the corporate farm will eventually be bad for the family farm. Government does not run out of places to regulate. That Jamie Johansson, president of the California Farm Bureau at the group's 100th annual convention. Well, that is Daybreak for this Thursday, December 6th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.